Welcome to Cultivate the Ordinary Podcast, curious conversations for the anxious, frustrated, dejected, and bored. I'm Travis. And I'm Jesse. So often, we're held captive by screens, schedules, and media that's mind-numbing and polarizing. This leaves us seeing dimly through a fog. We want to spark more imagination and a better awareness of God's presence in the everyday. Join us on a fun journey of discovery and curiosity as we look at the ordinary through the lenses of joy, wonder, beauty, and hope. Welcome to the podcast today. We are going to discuss marriage and other relationships and conflict and navigating through some of that. And this is a very near and dear topic to us. (laughs) And it's been very, very very relevant lately. Um, Clint Eastwood once said that they say marriages are made in heaven, but so is thunder and lightning. How does that that hit home or? Yes, absolutely. H.L. Mencken once said that a man may be a fool and not know it, but not if he's married. (laughs) Uh, We're keenly aware, aren't we, guys? You're going to know it. Keenly aware. So, but what Jess and I like to say, you know, as we kind of set this up and uh, talk about conflict and marriage and relationships um it was that we really struggle with conflict um together we to to walk through it in healthy ways a lot of times it's it feels for us like it's damage control later and then <laughs> you know and I, I know it's a common experience for a lot of people that would probably say yeah you know, we can have long times of not talking or um <clears throat> different things or whatever the fallout is and we all have our patterns or or even some of us we have ways of uh i don't know maybe yeah yeah we're not we are not experts by any means on on this topic of navigating conflict but we have learned some things along the way um as we've looked at ourselves Mm -hmm. become more aware and um started practicing Mm -hmm. as much as we can not staying stuck yeah. You know, because conflicts happen. It's like part of life. Like we're all going to hit that wall of like right. miscommunication or hurt feelings, mm-hmm. you know, all kinds of things. Yeah. I almost feel like when I look at it, like you and I are, it's more like we're survivors. Mm-hmm. We're Walking, surviving. Surviving. Mm-hmm. Present tense. Right. And but we're <clears throat> moving through. Moving through. And we're messengers. Mm-hmm. Messengers to what we're. We're learning and trying to, to do. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, yep. So the idea here is we're going to have this first episode in this. It's going to be a two-part series. This first one's going to be uh, sort of centered around conflict. Um, you know, you have going over things like what is wrong, becoming more aware, what are our modes of conflict and how we tend to relate in conflict. And then, you know, so that, that'll kind of be the theme of our discussion, our conversation today. And then, the part two of this will be more on connection. You want to say anything about the connection side or? Yeah, just really looking forward that, that after today, it's like it's this is step one and, and then the importance of attunement and repair and, and what does that look like in relationships as a discussion next time. Yeah. So I thought it'd be kind of funny or fun to uh, kick it off too with just bad marriage advice, but just maybe let's just say one thing. 
And maybe this isn't really funny. It was just bad advice. But uh, there's a lot of bad marriage. There's a advice lot of, and that Google would be a it. whole nother thing. Yeah. So I guess uh, I just oversold it right there. It's one <laughs> so pressure on you because you're the one that's gonna give us some cliche bad marriage advice. So yeah, if there's one thing you have heard over and over again or whatever that you're like, yeah, it's kind of bad. What is it? Yeah, one of the things I've heard for years and really you know believed it in a different way was, you know, in Ephesians, it talks about like, do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. And, you know, I think that can be interpreted like, don't go to bed angry. Like don't, um, you, you have to finish the conflict before you go to bed. And I don't think that practically, you know, when you're up to like 1230 at night, still arguing, like, are you, you know, uh, rested and, and rational enough to be able to uh, not let the ha- let the devil have a foothold, you know, um, sometimes pushing pause. I think that the bad advice is don't, don't go to bed angry. I think if you need to um, push pause on the conflict mm-hmm. and, and let your anger rest and then mm-hmm. come back to it. So, yeah, because it can take quite a while to see- get resolution just to even understand or to break it down. And, and it's not easy to, to say, to press pause. No. I mean, I would say, easy. especially no. for you, I feel like I can easily like, you know, right. Isn't that mm-hmm. a deal? Yeah. Cause like, I want that like, repair. Jess, it's like reconnection. 12. Why are we still, can we not break this down? Like I can barely even think right now. Mm-hmm. Right. But then you don't want to come back to it. <laughs> well, that's, our, that's my problem. That's right. avoidance and not. Yep. So. But we'll get into more later how I don't really avoid conflict, Mm -hmm. but sometimes later I avoid, I guess. So anyway, yeah. yeah. So marriage is complicated, like we've said. You know, there's a quote that says, "Man, marriage is when a man and a woman become one and the trouble starts when they try to decide which one. Yeah. It's a good (laughs) That's funny. Like, which, who gets the... Yeah, which way is going to be the right way? Mine or yours? The pendulum's going to swing, yeah. Yeah, like and that, that really embodies the idea of conflict, because it yeah. really is. It's where it's, I have my way that I'm wired, and you have your way, mm-hmm. and, and we wish it would just go our way all the time, and it, yeah. it, it can't, you know? And you and I talk about, with shiny eyes and, and this podcast and stuff, that the four... Um, kind of values of joy, tears, beauty, and hope. Mm-hmm. And I think that perfectly reflects kind of some of the stages of every marriage, a good marriage. Right. Obviously, there's some marriages that end in the tears stage, but joy is that early relationship. You kind of overlook disagreements and mm-hmm. you overlook um, differences. And, um, you know, I think that things aren't as big and Mm -hmm. then as you have kids and things get more complicated there's just more to have conflict about Mm -hmm. um and so that that tears stage is what we're talking about today it's the conflict it's the it's the fighting Mm -hmm. through um and sometimes people don't fight and that's still conflict um but then the hope is that that we can next time talk about the beauty of of that connection, reconnection, restoration, mm-hmm. repair. Yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah. 
Well, you. So what if you think back, like back, like can you remember when we first got married or before that? Was there a major point of conflict or like our first conflict? Yeah, you have. Yeah, yeah, I remember it very clearly. <laughs> so before we were even a couple, we had a pretty significant miscommunication that was was pretty jarring. Um, do you want to tell it? Or and it would set the course for right. <laughs> years to come of sort of a predictor of stuff. No, I mean, you add in, but yeah, basically from my situation going into, even I guess before we were officially dating, um, I had come out of a, a previous marriage where the rug was pulled out and, uh, you know, just completely, um, hurt and left, you know, my previous spouse had just left the marriage. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> the follow to that for me was two years of, of rediscovering being single and trying to get my, you know, re my own identity back and trying to understand what, and then just to heal from the, the pain of loss and um, how all that went down. So when, so it had been about two years before you and I, yeah, I guess met, met, online. met, met online and, uh, and we're hanging out one night and we had been together a few times, just hanging out and having fun. Mm -hmm. and just you're, friends. At you're this starting point. to wonder, okay, what's going on here? Mm -hmm. What yeah. is this? Define. Right. Who's, so, yep. you know, I'm fairly certain that that we're moving towards a relationship, but yet there hasn't been a conversation mm -hmm. about, you know, what does he want? What do I want? Mm -hmm. Like, what what are we doing here? Are we going to? We're going to start dating. Yeah. Um, and so I'm fumbling through trying to figure out how he's feeling. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, I care so much about um, how people feel. Mm -hmm. And I asked the question, I said, there's there's this other guy in my life that uh, been hanging out. I knew him before I knew you. And I I just curious where things are going with us. Cause I want to know like what, I think I said like what to tell this other guy, mm -hmm. you know, like was just trying to broach the topic. Right. And so my then perspective is okay. Coming from a situation where rug pulled out, um, sort of this other dynamic of someone else involved and that kind of thing. It was like the, like, whoa, this is, okay, so she's already kind of what I felt like is deciding between two guys here. And like, is this, and I'm, I mean, so I just remember, and th again, this comes out of my pain and my, you know, self-protection self that my initial response, I mean, it was just like, are you kidding? I'm like, I'm not an option on a menu. Like, what did I say? I'm not an option on a menu. <laughs> And I meant it like, like you're like, how could you ask me that? Yeah. Like, are you serious? And so anyway, if, you know, make this short here, but basically you then walk away crying and feeling like, oh my gosh, I ruined this. What did I say? Why did I say that? I'm going, well, dodge that bullet, dodge that bullet. <laughs> so, and then, yeah, I guess. Well, and I was, I was so confused because my my goal in the conversation was to say, Hey, and I didn't get to it. Cause he kind of interjected. 
was to say, hey, I don't want to, like, spend time with this other guy if, like, you and I are headed towards dating because, like, I, I like you. But it well, was hard for me to, like, be clear. Right. Because I was me, being self-protective, too. For sure. And then so for me, I'm hearing, well, this this other person's lingering. They're in the mm. shadows. And yeah. that was what I've come, you know. The threat. The threat. Mm-hmm. So it was like, yeah, you're exactly who I'm not going to be dating. Right. And this confirmed it. Yeah. But then coming back together. And that's the story. Right. That's part of your story. Right, right. So, but then coming back together and then like, oh my gosh, this is what I meant. This is what, you know. Mm-hmm. So right. we both brought... So that was our first major conflict, you know, that, um, that breakdown in communication Mm -hmm. and that, um, that fear, but then we did come back together and, and Mm -hmm. and really got some understanding and then we started dating and Mm -hmm. it was like, okay, we've arrived. Yeah. We are a couple. So we got through it. Um, yeah. So kind of moving into sort of what we're learning and, and um, what we're trying to apply to our lives, our, our marriage and stuff as it has, as it has to do with conflict is uh, so John Gottman uh, talks about three basic conflict styles in the way people handle the conflict. There's conflict minimizers. There's the volatile situations and then the validating. And so it's important and matches how we handle stress so no better or worse, but being aware of your response to stress is helpful. Yeah. So some of us are wired to fight, some flight, and then some freeze, and that kind of yeah. is in line with those things. So you want to say anything more about that, the volatility and validating? Or... Which one are you? Um, I would be volatile. That's correct. Correct. Right <laughs> answer. So what are you? Um, I think I'm, I, I'm a mix of validating first but then i can i can be pretty reactive and and volatile at times so that's where all of our sparks so real quick explain so a minimizer is someone that that's trying to constantly avert brush conflict under the rug um you know avoiding it at all costs it's kind of the flight the flight okay so then volatile is the the volcano the fight the fight like let's gloves on let's go Mm mm-hmm and then validating would be like freeze or fawn. It's more appeasing, you know. I think that's my initial because I just want to like. Gosh, you know how to put on some boxing gloves. Go though. away. So I don't know. I mean, you just take longer to lace up. Uh, well, I mean... you 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 wind it up with the intensity, and then I'm like, all right. And fine. then I look over, and you're taping. Let's you're fight. Getting, okay, you're getting the, <laughs> the hands taped. Before the... What happens in Fight Club stays in Fight Club. <laughs> well, I guess so. Oh, no. Um, in reality, though, I mean, Brene Brown uh, says a lot about this, the stories that mm-hmm. we hear, that we, we tell ourselves. Uh, she says, when something hard happens, our brain begs for a story. If you give your brain a story, it rewards you with calm. Crucially, though, the brain, the brain is so set on removing the ambiguity and uncertainty you're facing that it will reward you regardless of the accuracy of the story. Hmm. So, like, we're, we're meaning makers. Mm-hmm. Like, we just, we make sense of things. And right. it's based on our past experiences and, and the information that we have available to us. So, yeah. So the word story then, in this case, is neutral. 
mm-hmm. and sometimes true, sometimes fiction. There's always an element of truth in fiction, but the language is less threatening to use the word story. Yeah, like it, the way she frames it in a lot of uh, her, her stuff is the story that I'm telling myself right now is like when you're talking to somebody in mm-hmm. conflict and, um, you know, it's it gives a that neutral ground to say, like, I understand it might be inaccurate. Like, yep. it's just the story inside of me. I'm not blaming you, you know. Sure. OK. So then kind of the takeaway from that that I know you've kind of worked on and some of the stuff with coaching relationships mm-hmm. and marriages is that there are three sort of types of stories that we bring into our response to conflict. Mm -hmm. Stress stories, relational stories, and personality stories. Yeah. So starting with the first one, stress, I mean, what what are the stories then that get triggered in you during conflict? Like... Mm -hmm. Me? You're asking me? Yeah, yeah. Um, Some ones that come to mind are things like, I, I... I cannot be run over or interrupted. Uh, don't want to be ignored. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think about things you and I have talked about and, you know, the don't tell me what to do mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of yep. story. Like, I need to be in control of myself. Right. That's a dominant story. Can you think of any others? Yeah, I mean, like, what would my response be in that? Or Well, do you have any other... That I kind would of, feel? When you feel stress... Of conflict, like what's is there a story that you think of that yeah. you have to protect against? Um, yeah, I think I I would lean into you know, don't tell me what to do is is ready to be you know defended. Um, I I probably do have a struggle then around like guilt and shame mm-hmm. that it's easy to like feel that added defensiveness of like, like the story says I'm always wrong. Um, or I can never do enough, enough to, you know, or I'm, I'm always, you know, whatever. Right. Like, yeah. Like I, I know, like I struggle with anger and, mm-hmm. um, so I, I just, I bring a low level of anger almost to life. And that's part of my wounding and the way I've, I wrongly often cope, but I mean, it's just, I'm very gut reactive. And so, my impulse is to sort of already just have sort of a just fight, resp- a stress response, a, a, you know, kind of a yeah. armed up response. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard for me, especially the way I'm wired, I think, to, you know, as, as, as an argument's kicking up or it's starting to feel like it's, it's I'm really working right now on just breathing, mm-hmm. n- being more self-aware. Yeah, I love that you said that because it makes me think about just the the way that God designed our brains and our bodies to work in stress is to protect us from, like, actual danger. You know, we don't often, like, everything happens so fast mm-hmm. when we're triggered or we're in stress. You know, we don't really realize that we're acting as if it's something almost dangerous that we right. have to protect ourselves against, but... Like, our body feels that way, but we, these are just emotional Mm -hmm. threats and often inaccurate, you know, Um, and what you talk about with the breathing is regulating. That's Mm -hmm. a word just that means calming yourself, like, and 
when you do that, you are now using a part of your brain that allows you to think clearly and mm-hmm. problem solve and be like hopeful and creative and feel present and safe and all those right. things. When you're dysregulated, it's like all of the stories mm-hmm. are not correct. Like yeah. they're, they're lies essentially, mm-hmm. you know. So God designed that system to protect us in real danger. Right. But I think because of like the fallen world and like it just. You it's know, our sin. It's, yeah. it's misfiring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So what is a stressful part of conflict for you or is there any other ways that it manifests to where? I, for me in my body, because I probably do more of the freeze initially and I, and I did for years, I'm doing better about expressing and moving through and talking about mm-hmm. like stuff with you or, or right. whoever. But for years, I just like would repress mm-hmm. like frustrations or sadness or whatever. Right. And I like, I, I had all this physical pain mm-hmm. that showed up like what, three, four years ago, <clears throat> um, had sciatic pain mm-hmm. and I could barely walk. And it was just, I was constantly stretching and trying to figure out how to manage my pain. Um, until I realized, you know, a lot of it was emotional. And right. when I started doing this type of work, it was being able to move through emotions meant I didn't hold contractions in my body and the muscle tension started mm-hmm. to, to lessen. Right. Um, yeah. So that's for me, stress is, I hold it. Yeah. So what, for you, what are some types of, you know, relational stories like if you think of you versus me or how connected or disconnected we are what do you think about so like i'm i tend to be more avoidant in in like i guess if we're talking attachment or like what like avoiding doing the dishes no man you're a comedian you'll be here all day (laughs) selling my latest book Explain in the back. Explain to me what you mean by avoidant. I, I'm just, um, I, I don't avoid fights. I'm very much enter conflict. That's how I'm wired. Enneagram eight challenger. If you know much about that. Um, in fact, sometimes I actually do feel like sort of the, the conflict and the fight is a way to connect. That's a weird kind of thing for people, mm-hmm. but it's, there's, I guess a respect there and also like kind of an energy, like a passion that's like, mm-hmm. Hey, you know, it's like, so then why in, in that case, like what is the avoidant part? What are you in avoiding in our relationship? Like what do you think so, that's about? So that's a good, yeah. To distinguish. Cause I'm not avoiding the, the challenge or the, or the fight itself. Like some would actually want to just avoid conflict. That's not me, but I guess where I'm avoiding is then, um, I guess the vulnerability to, and it is pride, and we all can struggle with that in in conflict, like who's first to say sorry, things like that. But I guess to come back and reconnect, it mm-hmm. doesn't yeah. feel. So your attachment style is 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 more avoidant, which just means that independence is easier, mm-hmm. and to feel safe, you you really do kind of need to disconnect and yeah. like process internally. But yeah. where we really then struggle is then that's my kind of go-to. Like I would want to 
you know, if our conflict isn't resolving and it's going and it's, it's kind of, we probably both need a break for a while or something. Um, I would put up a wall mm -hmm. or need my space to go kind of hopefully find my heart. But then I think the problem there is, is you, um, more anxious needing that reconnection. Yeah. Probably quick if possible or, or signs yeah. to show. But then I often feel like I'm, I'm too hurt sometimes too to like want to mm -hmm. so then we have this like spin out of okay right i felt hurt so there's this part of me right now i don't want to be near you i love you but right now i don't like you yeah you know and then and then so then what it. happens then in that tension of like who makes the first move back yeah and i think that's where you know yeah there's no easy answer here i mean i think we yeah we, the we, story for that and it's really common. It's not always the case to have one person that's a little bit more of that distancer or avoidant. Mm -hmm. One person that's maybe a little bit more of the pursuer right. or the anxious attacher. But and, and that would be me, like you said, mm -hmm. is that I want that right. reconnection. I want resolution. I want to feel like we're good. Mm -hmm. But then I don't give you your space. And if right. that's the case, then it just it it aggravates the whole the dance. Right. Sure. Um, so the stories are like, I need to do this or I need to do that. And mm -hmm. you need to have your space and I need to fix this or right. I need to, you know, make sure he's not mad at me. You know, <laughs> that that's the yeah. the message. Right. So. So kind of the last category, I guess, we talked about here is personality stories. Like, and how does personality affect our conflict? And so the way we process either through our head or heart or like I talked about gut reactions, kind of that type of thing. What would you what would you say to that? How does personality yeah. affect? Conflict? Well, yeah, there's so many different personality typing systems out there that, you know, that tell you how you are wired. But like you and I really appreciate some of the wisdom of the Enneagram because it, you know, I mean, you have these different groups like the head, heart and gut is is intelligence centers. It's how you understand your world. You know, you process information and then that's how you react mm -hmm. and, and kind of um, respond through that center dominantly. Not that you right. don't use all three, mm -hmm. thinking, feeling, and doing, but when you know your kind of dominant center, like I'm more of a heart center um, type person, a lot about emotions and feelings and you're more reactions and mm -hmm. doing and fixing right. and that sort of a thing that that lens helps you kind of unpack okay in this situation i'm trying to help i'm trying to do what i think mm -hmm. she wants me to do and i'm going interpreting and filtering a circumstance through feelings right and that's where the misconnection happens a lot of times mm -hmm. i mean yeah um yeah yeah. Yeah, because I feel like sometimes what, as far as for me doing, um, is a first way to reconnect after a big fight or through conflict is I, I don't know. Like, I guess I want to say, like, I'm, I, I often don't feel like I have the words of like the feelings that, um, to go into the feeling level. So, Mm -hmm. I would be more inclined to want to just come and give you a hug, but then there's right. times I'm fighting against that too. Of just, I just feel so often disarmed of like, mm -hmm. 
Yeah. You know, we talked about this the other day on our walk. The reality is, is like what you just described. You're, you're trying to fix the conflict by meeting me in my emotion, but that's where you're more repressed. Like you're not in touch with your emotions. And I try to do the same thing for you, but the beauty of this is with personality Mm -hmm. is that it's often, if you get me out of my feelings by, you know, doing, um, you know, we have something, a project we work on together or, you know, Hey, come listen to the song or, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just like, there's, you know, a way we can kind of art in our gifts and in our, in our wiring. Right bring that to the other person to offer that to them. Cause that's what we're good at instead right. of trying to do what they think, yeah. you know, uh, we need. Yeah. So, and that's where things can get gray too, is we're mm-hmm. trying to, so. Yeah. So there's a funny, funny quote. It says marriage is full of surprises, but it's mostly just asking each other, do you have to do that right now? And then we're surprised by, magically, they're really unhappy with us. Mm-hmm. Is that, All can you relate? Time. Yeah. Just a little. Right. So there's, like, a lot of uh, little quirks and, and judgments that we come up with. Um, but we want to leave you guys with just a few tools, um, you know, before we move into next time when we talk about connection. But in conflict, one of the best things that works and, and sounds simple, but it's a lot harder to do than what you would think. You just have to practice it a lot is a pause, press pause, stop. And there's an acronym that I use. It's stop, think, observe pattern. And when you can press pause for a second, kind of mentally step back and view yourself from a place of like awareness and observation Mm -hmm. um that you have patterns happening here you have these stories like and then what is the story that you're telling yourself is it about the stress is it about the relationship or is it just part of your personality differences like just remembering those three ways we will we will miss each other Mm -hmm. and if it's just those things and you can kind of communicate those things um, or come back to it or in that pause, like we said, bring in something like, like a regulating tool, like with breathing or, you know, mm-hmm. go for a walk, yeah. um, you know, something like that. Yeah. It's, it's crucial. It really is. Yeah. Well, and I was just going to add one last thing too, and I know that we've done and, and we should all do more. And, and I think it's something that like we found ourselves like last ditch thing and it shouldn't get to this as much as it often feels like it does. But just like, let's just pray mm. like right now, like we've got nothing left right? and we don't like we're in such a mess. Mm-hmm. We we're in a deep, dark hole. We can't like, let's just pray. Right. And even that act of prayer is both being vulnerable um, there's repentance there, but also like, I guess there's solidarity that happens because we're joining in that moment Vulnerability. before God, mm-hmm. but we're but like, that's a, a new movement in that moment of fighting of like mm-hmm. joining together. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So what makes you hopeful that there's areas of work and cultivation with conflict and 
marriage and relationships? I mean, what gives you hope in this that we can just keep all of us tilling the soil around this and yeah, it's, hoping something? It's just that, that definition of hope, that seeing beyond things to, you know, we said joy, tears, beauty, hope. Hope is like that stage in marriage. It's the new creation. It's It's like, okay, we've gone through the tears and we've worked into the the restoration and the beauty of you know pursuing each other and 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 looking at our stuff and doing our work that that new creation is like what god with god we have become new and and become transformed and you know and we will always be working towards that that's not like a final like place where you arrive but we can see beyond the present conflict that we're having Love it. Yeah. So some additional resources to share? Yeah. I mean, you and I on, on the guidedpace.com website, I mean, there's a few uh, resources, there's videos, things like that. We t- we mentioned regulating resources. We mentioned um, stress response. There's, there's some videos that take you there. Um, we have some um, sort of PDFs of, you know, what to do with triggers. There's this mm-hmm. thing called a V diagram to kind of like go through thinking, feeling and doing, and then how to re-engage or connect yeah. um, more for yourself, but it works in relationships too. So you just go to guidedpace.com and we'll put that in the show notes. Um, and then if you just need some additional help, mm-hmm. I mean, we offer, or I offer some, some coaching as well as um, groups on this resilience yeah. building, um, yeah. if this is difficult to do by yourself. And then marriage, you know, we mm-hmm. do couples. Well, I know just, here's a plug for you, but as your husband, but also just someone that admires what you do in helping people, um, I just know that I've heard a lot of awesome feedback from people that have really gotten help from your coaching and stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, just, I think yeah. you see so much possibility that people can, when they lose hope, kind of lose but that's one of your gifts so yeah take us out with a a good final quote if you have something yeah um i love this one so susan sarandon actually said this she said we need a witness in our lives marriage is your life will not go unnoticed because i will notice it your life will not go unwitnessed because i will be your witness so I just, I think that really speaks to what we, what we do for one another in marriage and relationships of any kind. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Very cool. Well, thanks so much for joining our conversation today on conflict and uh, trying to navigate that. Hopefully there was something in this that sparked your imagination or um, give you a tip or two on something to consider or try, you know, as you are trying to manage and navigate conflict and marriage and and other relationships. Really appreciate your support. If you like the podcast, you can help more people find it and help us out by subscribing, sharing, and leaving a review. Really grateful for that. Uh, Join us next time, and we will be talking about connection and as it relates to marriage and relationships. Have a great day.